Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chicago Talk Podcast. Uh, I've been gone for a couple days now, but I'm excited to be back, ready to talk some more sports news, especially Chicago sports news. Uh, I do want to talk about the White Sox because they have had a lot of news around them uh, in the past 24 hours, mainly because of their recent 12-9 loss to the Cleveland Guardians in a incredibly embarrassing fashion. I mean, this was an incredibly difficult game to watch uh, as a Sox fan because you know you had an eight to four or eight, actually a uh, eight to three lead going into the top of the ninth inning. So you're confident, you know, you're you're ready to you know ready to go in there and you're ready to to finish off that game. Actually, it was an eight to two lead, not even eight to three, eight to two lead going into the top of the ninth inning. So you're ready to finish off that game. You know, it's it's over. You know, you put, you know, you, you don't really even have to worry about putting a closer in because you don't really need a closer in that situation. So you put him, you know, you put in Tanner Banks, let him finish the game off. It doesn't really go like that. And you see Tanner Banks really start to struggle. So it's, you know, it's that, that's kind of how things started. And then, of course, from there, Tanner Banks continued to struggle. He allows two runs. Then you see Josh Naylor step up to the plate with bases loaded, um, going against Liam Hendricks, who in no way do I think this was Liam Hendricks' fault. This was a loss that I think is 100% on Tony LaRusa because Liam Hendricks was, if you didn't if you didn't know, Liam Hendricks was getting warmed up to go into the ninth inning. A.J. Pollock hits his home run, which was his first home run in a White Sox uniform, which is great to see because he had been really struggling. But Hendricks was set to go into the game. Uh, then he- then uh, Pollock gets the home run. Hendricks sits back down. Then he's forced to get back up again after Banks starts to struggle, goes into this game, and on his you know, the first pitch, he gives up a grand slam to Josh Naylor, which is, you no, know, it's going to happen. But I think I think in this in all ways, this was just Tony La Russa overmanaging himself, you know, especially in the situation you were in where you, know, you had you know, you had two outs. You no, know, you were you were no three strikes away from ending this game and he just sort of overmanaged it and puts Hendricks back in kind of cold Hendricks gives up the grand slam then no we did see no Ronaldo Lopez come in and he finishes the game off or he finishes out the off the final out but um you know after that I mean it was just or not the final he goes in for the the next inning and performs very well but I mean, then you see Ryan Burr come into the game later, and he allows another home run to Josh Naylor, which this time is the game-winning home run. So this is an incredibly disappointing loss for the White Sox. I just I don't know how to explain it other than that. We still saw them commit so many errors. Four errors on the game is incredibly disappointing. I mean, this team is still by far the worst defensive team in baseball, and the statistics back that up because they are just statistically horrible defensively um you know I don't know what's going on with this team you know they were turning a corner you know they had won seven straight games they swept the Cubs swept the Red Sox they were looking really good then they come back to Chicago and and this happens and it's unfortunate too because Michael Kopech he went six innings allowed only two hits two walks and had seven strikeouts and then Joe Kelly in his first appearance looked really good um it's just a really tough loss to loss to swallow there. I think for this for the Sox, uh, this is a loss that's definitely going to hurt for a while. But uh, they cannot really dwell on it too long. They take on the Guardians again tonight at seven ten uh, on the mound for the Sox. And this one is going to be Lucas Giolito. He has a three twenty ERA on the season. He's been having a really strong year uh, ever since he went down with that injury. His last outing against the Cubs, he went five uh, five and two 
uh, five and a half innings, allows three hits and three earned runs. Cal Quantrill has a 354 ERA on the year. They kind of thought of him as a you know bullpen guy, and he came in here as become a very solid starting pitcher for them. So uh, really, this is not going to be an easy matchup at all for the Sox. You know they you know the Guardians have very good pitching staff, so this is not going to be be an easy outing at all. Sox lineup. Tim will start at short. Will uh, lead off bat- batting. Uh, will lead off playing shortstop. Yohan Moncada batting second. Will play third. Jose Abreu batting third, playing first. Uh, Luis Robert batting fourth, playing center. Batting fifth. Yasmani Grandal catcher. Batting sixth. Gavin Sheets at DH. Batting seventh. AJ Pollock in left. Batting eighth. Adam Engel in right. And batting ninth. Josh Harrison at second base. Uh, so hopefully the Sox are going to be able to uh, to revive their winning streak here uh, with a victory over the Guardians again tonight. Uh, but now, I mean, that's a very tough, excuse me, very, very tough loss to deal with for the Sox. But uh, now let's turn to the Cubs, who will be taking on the San Diego Padres tonight at 9.40 p.m. Uh, that's going to be... Uh, Eastern time, so 8.40 Central time. That game going to be in San Diego. Wayne Miley will get his first start of the year. He was activated off the uh, off the IL, went down before the season started, so he was placed on the IL, finally back. Uh, so that's going to be a good sign. He's you know, come off a very good season uh, in you know, Cincinnati where he definitely outperformed a lot of expectations. So Hopefully he's going to be able to uh, to bring that to the Cubs here. Uh, they'll be taking on Mike Clevenger, who recently had his first start after Tommy John surgery. He had not pitched since 2020 after he was traded from the Guardians to the Padres. Uh, he's now going to make his second start of the year. Uh, got you no know, wasn't amazing in his first start, uh, but no first first starts you no know, in almost two years. You no, know, it wasn't horrible either. So um, this is not going to be an easy matchup at all for the Cubs. Uh, their lineup has, uh, I want to say, has been posted. Let me pull this up real quick. Oh, actually, has not. Uh, so, hopefully, Cubs going to be able to pick up a victory over the Padres. Uh, this series with the Padres is going to be in San Diego, like I said. Uh, but it is going to only be a two-game series. They'll play again tomorrow at 3 o'clock, and then they'll head to Arizona for a little road trip here. Uh, now let's turn to the Bulls. Uh, we are hearing some more news on Zach Levine. Potentially, uh, the Portland Trailblazers have emerged as a potential landing spot for Zach Levine. We do know Portland is very destined to try and you know, keep Damian Lillard around. They do not want to trade him. Uh, we saw them you know, move on from C.J. McCollum, which I think was the right move, trading him to New Orleans. Uh, they still want to keep this team around. They still want Damian Lillard around. They don't want to move into a rebuild. So Zach Levine is the guy they appear to be uh to be targeting going into next season uh now we need to talk about the Blackhawks. The NFL or the NHL draft lottery uh, will be tonight. The Blackhawks currently have the six best odds of getting the number one overall pick uh, at 7.5%. However, the pick, if it is in the top two, it will belong to the Hawks, but it probably won't be. Uh, so if it does not fall into the top two, Columbus will then get that pick. So Columbus, this Seth, Jan- this, uh, Seth Jones trade so far has worked out very well for them. Montreal currently sitting at the best odds. Odds to get the first overall pick at 18.5%, uh, but 
right now uh honestly i don't know really what we're what the hawks are gonna do uh you know going into next season in terms of their prospect pool we do know um they will have a uh, you know a couple other second round picks that they got from the uh you know mark andre Fleury deal we also know that next season they'll also have an extra first round pick that they get from tampa bay and the brandon hagel deal so um this is a very interesting draft though because there's not a whole lot of talent outside of um outside of shane wright who you know at the time uh know in the ohl did not really play amazingly you know his stats were decent or were very good actually but compared to you know some other guys uh his stats have not been great next season is considered to be a really good draft you know we see guys like connor bedard uh zach benson you also have a lot of other guys who could potentially you know know shoot up those draft boards because the world juniors are a time where and we see a lot of these younger guys from um you know out of come out of nowhere and just play amazing you know we saw trevor zegras you know he was a you know he was a first round pick you know 14th overall pick by anaheim i want to say after the world juniors i mean his value completely shot up so um you know this is a team or this is a a league where you never really know what you're going to get with these drafts and uh no hawks will no won't have a pick this year but it might be okay because next season no not having to give up next year's pick is going to be big because you know that's going to be a very loaded track i mean that draft is going to be incredibly talented but uh that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast thank you guys for tuning in and i'll see you guys later